I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics from personal stories to hot button issues. We cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Caitlin Bradnick and Sue Smith and hey I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. Caitlin Bitsagai and our producer Caitlin's in the studio so we have three Caitlin's and one Sue. Wow I really feel like the fucking weirdo. <laughs> it's time for you to change your name it's an intervention Sue just figure it out. It's just like it oh. took us really long to get to this point. Yeah but yeah, they invited me email. today. <laughs> Let me just email the birth certificate people. Yeah, email yeah, Just email birth certificate at us.gov. <laughs> They're very easy. Yeah. Hey, change They're my name. Going. <laughs> Sorry, mom. It was called my attention. Oh, my God. Okay. I am so happy to have Caitlin here because also Caitlin, and this is my ego feeling good. Caitlin really likes our podcast. Yes, <laughs> Caitlin I has do. been listening. I'm a fan. I know. Hey. And so I was like, wait, I've been a fan of yours for a billion years. Like, it just feels very nice that you want to come talk to us. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Caitlin's- as soon as I heard of the idea, I'm like, scam wow. Yes. Yes. Subscribe. Like- oh, thank God. Okay. Well, good. Caitlin and I have known each other maybe 12 years. Yeah, maybe. Like for forever. And yeah. she's so fucking funny she is a comedian at and with ucb but also a writer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she teaches sketch she teaches whatever you you need she's a wonderful tv writer she's written Mm -hmm. for all kinds of stuff like impractical jokers know it and speaking of scams other (laughs) things oh yeah they kind of scam people yeah that's what what a prank is it's sort of like a little scam mini mini scam oh and one thing i thought i didn't i was surprised by her fanaticism for scams and real housewives and mm-hmm. it, it oh it's my heart so much 
Because Caitlin loves that juicy, juicy gossip. It's a big part of Real Housewives. Yes. Well, that's what we're talking about cons. today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our topic today is the Real Housewives scams. <laughs> yeah. And we so are not going to touch all of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. There's way too many. Yeah. First of all, get on board. Know that we're not going to touch all of them. And then get off board. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe. If you're not on board, get off find, the ship. First of all, find your board. So, okay, I will confess and say I was new to Real Housewives. I just got started about a year and a half ago when I was pregnant on bed rest and couldn't walk. That's when it happens yeah, to people. And yeah, and I was very angry. And then to see these women be angry felt like I was, like, doing something so dirty. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like it feels, like, dirty and, like, fun. And I've realized, like, throughout my life, like, my biggest pleasure is to give, like, a fuck you to reality. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, if I could just lay in bed all day and, like, eat cookies, like, that's what I would do and, yeah, yeah, and somehow yeah. be rich. Like, I think, yeah, I just want to like yeah. check out of what hard work is. Absolutely. Yeah. And watching these women is, it's fun. It felt like I was not in reality. That's so and amazing. And I, for me, have been a, a fan of The Real Housewives for many years. Mm-hmm. I uh, watched The OC. And then, so when The Real Housewives of The OC came out, I was like, I'm on board. I'm sold. Oh, yeah. Here. Here are real women who can be my role models on the television. <laughs> Finally. Someone Finally. I can learn from. It's like Big Brother's Big Sisters for adult women. There it are is. big sisters. Our much bigger sisters. Our larger than life sisters who don't give a fuck. But I will say I have taken a little bit of a break because at one point I started yelling at my husband like with all of the pain and anguish that these women have carried like mm-hmm. there'd be a fight like a custody battle and I'd be like Alan you don't understand I need almond milk and he's like where is this coming from and I realized like I'm very upset you're about- doing a confessional in your mind yeah. about Alan and this almond milk and the almond and milk like- and Really, the almond carrying- situation with Alan <laughs> right. it got out of control. <laughs> it was just, you know what, too much. And also, I'm very upset about Teresa's being in jail. <laughs> like it, like it really. The Teresa oh. jail specials were the true tearjerkers of all times. It um, was so when sad. She calls her second oldest daughter, who does not like to be on camera at all. No, Gabriella. Or doesn't like anybody. Yeah, yeah. which is fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, when she calls her and she's like, "Did you watch the World Cup, Gabriella?" And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, are you going to be in the World Cup, Gabriella? She's like, oh. yeah. She's like, I told the women here about how you're going to be in the World Cup. <laughs> oh, my like, God. She only knows one thing about Gabriella, which is that she plays <laughs> soccer. But yeah. oh. She can't find her daughter anywhere around that big house. <laughs> and I love Gabriella because when Teresa did come home at like 5 a.m., you know, the, the weird prison release time. Yeah. Yeah. They, all, they all woke up and saw her. But Gabriella was the only one that was like, I'm going to go to school today. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep living my life, Mom. She's Those, like, you know, seventh grade's happening. <laughs> it is happening. Well, okay, going back to the emotions, look, sometimes there, were, there will be seasons that I just skip or franchises that I just mm-hmm. skip because they're yeah. too heavy and too dark. Yeah. But for New Jersey, I'm a Melania fan and I oh, yeah. honestly never noticed Gabriella that much, but now I will take more <laughs> notes. No, she's almost always hiding behind I'm one of their huge columns in their house. She does not <laughs> like to be on the show. It's like Gia, Gabriella's in between Gia and Melania, which is crazy. Yeah, you would uh, never think. I am fascinated and she doesn't look anything like anybody no. else. She's like, she looks waspy. Very waspy, very yeah. pale, also kind of Russian. And like she, I was drawn to her because I was like, I personally, if I'm ever a backstra, uh, a background extra in anything, a backstra, <laughs> a backstra uh, crushing it backstra, I really like to get like as hammy as I can. Like the joke is when I was on mod, they're like, and Kaylin, you'll be in the background as one of the scene. And I just would like slowly creep into the front of the scene. or like, get this bitch out. Like I just have a thing. I got to be on stage. You so gotta. I, I got it. So I don't see like I she is my foil. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, wow, I want to know why you're shy. <laughs> what, wow. I want to know more yeah. about this. If there's a camera in my house, I'll be. 
on the camera. You're there's, Melania. I am. There's home videos of me pushing my sister out of the way and singing and she tries to get in and I'm like, this is my time. And I really am aggressive. I don't like that the name Melania has been co-opted as a Trump thing. It Ugh. is forever a Judice thing. It is. Please. Also, I mean, have respect. They gotta be. Do you think that fans, that's right? who she's named after? Yeah. Though? Yeah, they're for like, sure. I was gonna say they're the same age. That makes no sense. <laughs> what I meant is the Trump I... marriage and Melania are about oh, the same age. So I don't yeah. know. Because Teresa yeah. was on. Um, the, they do love each other. Yeah. On The Apprentice. Yes. Caitlin, how did you get involved in Real Housewives? Thank oh, you. Yeah. I'm getting involved. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> you said like a charity. Um, actually, just I wasn't super attracted to the idea at first, but I got in early. There was just like a marathon of Orange County on when there was Those just marathons. nothing else to do in a hotel room. And I was like, well, check this out. And then I'm like, who is this Vicky person? <laughs> Tell <laughs> me about editors your life. Oh, they're geniuses. I always said that like, um, Genius. And I, I would always say like the editors of like, I love the 90s and 80s yes. and Best Week Ever. Like they were always editing so great. I just love their jump cuts. And then I started watching Real Housewives and I was like, these are the masters. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about Emmys for like <laughs> editing. editing, but I bet they go to like Breaking Bad or something. And that's horrible. No, it, it should, should be go. Because this is reality TV because you don't even have a script to come off of. Right. No. No, no. Have, it's so good. It must be so much of their time. Honestly, so much of their time and the sound effects. Yes. And there it's one uh, of the funniest reaction shots ever is from Real House of New York when Aviva throws her leg <laughs> and they cut yep. to the, the countess. She just burst out laughing, which I think is the funniest <gasps> so reaction great. to have. Yes. And I'm so glad they caught oh it. My gosh. Uh, I love it so much. Oh, also, so I have to complain. So Real Houses of Potomac. I'm right? from Bethesda. Yes. Um, Kensington. Yes, and so us. Potomac Guys is known for its old Jewish women. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. That is not represented. No. And so when people no. were like, Kaylin, have you seen Potomac? I was like, why? It's my childhood. And they're like, is it? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Tons of old Jewish women, like, you know, going to shul, oh like God. everybody competing against who's rich in school. And like, and there'd be one big Catholic school that all the rich kids go to that are Catholic, but it's mainly all these Jewish schools. And they're like, you should watch it. <laughs> and then I watched it and I was like, what's <laughs> happening? Like, That's wild. Yeah, it's a ton, ton of really rich old Jewish people. The segregation of that caste by race is, is wild. Is insane. Wild. 2019. That's a problem. There is no caste that has both None. black and white women. No. And also the one they have on is Kim Zolciak, who's a flaming racist. That's why they don't have yeah. it anymore, though. From yeah. what I've heard is that they don't, they don't want to talk about conflict between races so they do not have different races so just a segregated tv <gasps> yeah, it's the worst yeah. possible yeah, it's the worst solution yeah <laughs> oh yeah well apparently bethany frankel has said like guys apparently she's gone on record to say like there aren't enough women of color like it's too many she's like the one person that could get it changed yeah but also it has not changed like and, and last episode or last season i think on Bitch Sesh, shout out to Bitch Sesh. I shout love the out, podcast. Um, they were saying love. that Bethany had committed, uh, had committed, had commented that, um, yeah, there weren't enough people of color and that it should be changed. Um, and then, so I was watching all last season. Like, was anybody going to come on? Nope. Nope. Nothing. Nope. Nowhere close. And wow. it just looked like people like Ramona were really cementing herself in. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that whitey's not going anywhere. The only black person on Roni that I can think of is Kevin, Bethany's driver, who is now also missing. Oh, no. Where'd he, he go? Wait, what happened I mean, to he's Kevin? He's actually missing, like, according to the cops. Yeah, but he's never been, he hasn't been on camera in months and months, and they've not been seen together. Ugh. My most infuriating moment was when she was having some kind of whatever and she bled on a pillow and she gave it to Kevin <gasps> right. to get rid of. Right. And yeah, 
Yeah, that made me hate her forever. I still Kevin think like about garbage. her. I have a hard time watching mm-hmm. her a Real House of New York because they are so aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something I like. There's entertainment in me to watch, like, bizarre shit in Dallas or Atlanta. Like, there's, like, I like sort of, like, the this sort of, like, ebb and flow of, like, creepy manipulation and, like, weird mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. But in New York, they're mm. so aggressive that I feel sick sometimes after yeah. watching it. Yeah. Sometimes it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But um, I will say, and we'll talk about this, my favorite from and I remember I saw season one and then like I couldn't afford cable so I stopped but I took a break but I loved Real Houses of New Jersey yeah like New Jersey is just like it's a dialect it's a style it's a behavior that like Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. can't get enough of I love it I'll be honest that is New Jersey and Potomac are the ones that I don't keep up with because New Jersey all the inter-family inner fighting is so sad to me it is really know. sad the family now stuff i stopped that's yeah. when i didn't have cable so i just got back in a couple years ago so i missed all like the, yeah uh, intense and stuff so danielle is back so danielle is bringing danielle. the fire with and no real drama yes like i mean no you have to watch this season nothing involving kids or anything really? like just being danielle just being out there okay because last season i watched a couple episodes and she was like on xanax she got married and she did. it's a whole she's thing. getting married in two weeks do you guys know this she's getting married in two weeks again to a new person She's gonna be a duchess, prince, or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luann is gonna roll over in her casket on stage. <laughs> wow! Oh my god! So okay, so Danielle. Now I will start. So what I love about New Jersey is I love that. Yeah, it, it does feel like it's another country to me. It feels like mm-hmm. we're visiting mm-hmm. like Eastern Europe mixed with Jersey. <laughs> like it just, it just does feel like another country. So I. Like a shitty Italy. Yes, like a shitty like. Italy. Yeah. Like Italy's that it's like sneezed and that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. True. Yeah. And honestly, I love yeah. Jersey. Caitlin guy lives in Jersey oh, City. Yeah. Jersey's great. But I. No, I wasn't really even connecting the dots of where I live <laughs> and what you're talking about. <laughs> no, okay, right. it's a different part. <laughs> different. Okay. Yeah. But these women. And so Teresa says like born and raised in Jersey, all this stuff. She's very proud of it as well. And so. For me, it, it just feels like such a treat. So I will start. What I'm covering is her, Teresa Judice and Joe Judice, their scam that ended both of them in jail. Now, what is so funny to me is that this scam is actually like a great idea. <laughs> I was looking at it. And I was like, I see it. I get it. Like I, you know, Not similar sure. like seems like. Um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me, except what is so funny is that with all of the scam, they in part of it they filed for bankruptcy while she was filming season two of real housewives <laughs> so any dumb idiot would be like no there is income coming in you're on live television and you're spending money on live television and talking about things you own so that is what was the probably the craziest thing yeah idiots. I know. it's so insane okay so what happened is that joe and Teresa. now she says her like main quote from coming back from jail was like don't sign anything unless you read all the documents, unless you read all the documents. And all of the documents they signed said like, um, basically you are, how do I say this? It's like under court of law. I'll find it. It's like they signed documents that were like legal, national legal. She vouched for like the truth of what was in those documents. Basically. So she, yeah. So wait, so Joe was a contractor, right? Does this have to do with his business? Okay. Okay. So what happened is that Joe and Teresa, I'll give you like the, and I'm going to have to do a lot of like cuts when we edit this because you know how I get nervous when I'm like doing facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Joe and Teresa, what they did is they started, they would apply for loans from banks, from like small banks, from all these different things. Not all, not like 
federal loans, but just like local banks, New Jersey's and um, local New Jersey, yeah, <laughs> local New Jersey's banks. <laughs> and in the bank application, you have to say like, do you are do you have a salary? Are you working? And so for one of it, uh, Teresa said that she's working for G&G Stucco with a monthly salary oh of $14,750 a month. <sighs> Um, and so for that, <laughs> they received, but at the time she was in fact unemployed, but, <gasps> not, and they received a loan from Eastern American at the amount of $20,000. So, okay. okay that's, Wait, so is that a, is that a real company? I don't know if it's a real company, but I do know for a fact that she was unemployed. So she was not oh working. My God. So guys, it continues. I'm going to read. There's a ton of them. Um, there's like a beautiful which people do low level stuff like this. Yeah, probably even by accident. A low lot. level. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, like but, for instance, okay. like if you apply for like a credit card people or something, exaggerate. people are like, "How much do I make?" If you're like a freelancer, you're like, "I don't know, I know this much." Cool. You know what I mean? But fourteen thousand dollars a month. But yeah, no, that's that, like that's a big... from zero to fourteen is a big lie. Wait, guys, <laughs> but I mean this yeah. type of thing. Wait, people... guys, it gets better. Oh, good. Then she says she filed for another loan that says she was the owner of the Gigi Stucco with a monthly salary of 12000 a month and had been employed for six years. She was, in fact, unemployed, but she got a loan of $141,000. She demoted herself. Or yeah. no, wait, she, she, she promoted she, herself yeah, to she owner, but then she got less so of a... I'm also, just for the reader, I'm like reading all these, um, the in She literally has an indictment. Form, indictment forms from the United States Damn. District Court of Jersey. I know, I'm... My husband was giving me like a lot of flack because all I read is Wikipedia facts. Mm -hmm. He's like, could mm -hmm. you do one more? And so I got these forms, bitch. I love you. Thank you for supporting me. Okay. Um, then she had, she said she was employed by Modern Era Investment Corp. And she got a home mortgage. <laughs> That's a great name. Mm -hmm, a home mortgage for $121,000. Um, don't these companies verify this shit? So, like, no. Don't they do a background no. check? Um, then... They got another fraudulent one for $800,000. Um, and so... Oh, my God. Yeah. And then she... One of the loans was for $1,700,000. So what was happening, too, during all of this is Joe was filing fake um, tax returns or just decided not to file any tax returns. But mm -hmm. they're all joint together. Sure. So in the indictment, it'll be like Joe knew that he fi he didn't file a tax return. It didn't say Teresa in the indictment. So one of those things is like, I don't think she even knew she had to do taxes. So basically, the total amount was over $5 million that they got in loans that they lied on each time. And throughout this whole time, wow. Teresa's unemployed. It's now, so many little loans, like 14000 so to add up to $5 Wait, million is, is so much work. Scam. This is why it's a great That's scam. So because she had all these tiny little jobs that they could kind of track. I'm guessing, I, I feel like the GG construction could be some like Judice thing. Yeah. That could yeah. be a could be family Gorga friend. And Judice. It could be. I don't know. Um, yeah, the stucco, you mean. Yeah, the, the stucco. stucco. So then yeah. we know New Jersey's famous for those stucco houses. <laughs> you know, those That's what stucco. we all think of. <laughs> Jersey stucco. That's what you live in, yeah. right? Okay, <laughs> so various loans were, yeah, one of the loans was from Sterling Bank for $1,700,000. One was from CBBC. Well, mm -hmm. I don't know what that stands for. But um, one was for $1,720,000. Um, and then throughout this time in 2000, so this was all, she, they got these loans in 2005, 6, 7, 8, and 9. <laughs> so during this whole time, and she started the show, the sh season one came out in 2009. 
So this is all like leading up to the show. So she is trying okay. to be a real housewife with all of this fraudulent stuff. They refinance their house. They got all these mortgages. And so they're, she's applying for the show and she's looking like they're big and fancy um, right up into this, you know, to this point. Um, also during this time in 2005, 6, 7, 8, and 9, um, their tax ret- returns and W-2 forms were all false information. And that's what Joe did. Yeah. So then this is where it gets really great and scammy. They decide in 2000, mid 2009, 2010 to file for bankruptcy. Yes. What? So they file for bankruptcy October 29th, 2009. So she's filming season two of Real Housewives. So she's incredibly like she's a public figure at this point. And what was so exciting, you guys, is that they had how much money she made on Real Housewives, what her salary oh, was. No. I know. I'm nervous oh, in either tell me. Okay, I have to find out my paperwork. I'm um, nervous. Okay, so she signed an agreement with the next upcoming season two on the television show where she would receive approximately one hundred and ten thousand dollars in compensation. That's nothing. Yeah. One hundred and ten thousand dollars for season two. And what's so crazy is she's I was, the star. Yeah. Well, what's so nuts is that you they never tell you how much people make. And then if you look on like if you file no. these court documents, if anybody screws up, look at those code decks. OK, so and those were like so many episodes, the early seasons. Mm-hmm. So many. Now, this so is much filming. This and is what's funny. And your husband me. and your kids don't get paid anything. They're just no, they're there. just there. No. Now, she like has a fourth baby during the housewives. Like, as I understand, like her probably anxiety of like, we got to get some money. So now what bankruptcy does is you file for bankruptcy. You say you have nothing and you basically like get your loans forgiven. Mm-hmm. So the scam is yeah. and people do it. You have lots of little tiny loans and then. Um, you hide the money or put the money wherever, it, like offshore accounts, the best idea in my opinion. <laughs> um, and then you would file for bankruptcy and then you would be free. You'd start from a clean slate. So what was happening though is that they were putting their money in these tiny little companies that they then created. My favorite of which is called TG Fabulicious Limited Liability Company. <laughs> Shut yes, up. And she, TG Fabulicious. And so Teresa then Judice. Teresa Judice mm-hmm, filed a... Um, oh, trademark for so fabulous the word oh my, my god and, but what happened is when when they filed for bankruptcy they left a bunch of things off like the the list like they didn't include cars they didn't include she didn't include her um her fabulicity what does i call it fabulicious fabulicious i'm sorry it's, it's such a weird name it'll never stick in my head no it's so, not good mm-hmm, so it was in no, um it's not a word so in 2009, she registered for the website domain Fabulicious. And then in October 2009 is when they filed for bankruptcy. But when they filed, she didn't include Fabulicious. And so if you have a trademark or if you have a personal, right. that is an income. That's like a, a what you have to um, declare. Um, but I'm confused. So I know around the beginning of this series, they built this giant house right. and every yes. surface is marble. Is that what they put the money into or what are they using the money for? So they did. Do we know? They did put the money into, I think a lot of it was into the house. Um, mm-hmm. But they also put their money. So her and Joe created a bunch of separate accounts and separate fake businesses or her and the business associates. So the businesses were Fabulicious Business, Name Brand Business, which is called Name Brand Business. And they have a bank account called Name Brand Business. I do love that. That's kind of hip. Yeah. That's kind of original. That's kind of ahead of Turbo Fuel. Rental Property. Yeah. (laughs) Turbo Fuel, um, Maple Avenue Business, which was a um, 
they had That's a bunch sweet, of apartments. I guess. Yeah, that they were. Yeah. And they never declared that they made money on those apartments. And when they filed for bankruptcy, they and they never had paid taxes on those apartments. So. Oh my God. Yeah, it says here. Um, Defendants Giuseppe Judice and Teresa Judice received approximately 42, 42, sorry guys, I'm very dyslexic. Received approximately 42,900. 42,000. I'll try it again. 42,000. It says here, defendants. This is why I was like very shy in school. Okay. Giuseppe Judice and Teresa Judice received approximately 42,968 in rental income under the terms of the rental property lease. The rental property income, in quotes. And then she received, this was in 2008, when she was on her first season, she received um, $110,000, $110,677 from various sources, including her work as an actress on the television show Real Housewives, and sales from TGFabulicious.com website, and payments oh from personal God. and magazine appearances. Can we just talk about that they called her an actress on the television show the Real yeah. Housewives? Congrats, Teresa. Yeah, what, good job. Wait a up. Congrats. Is that union or? Oh my God, that would be amazing if SAG went back through Real Housewives and claimed this indictment as proof that they were acting. So I was talking to my husband about this who reads this a lot and he was saying that sometimes the indictments are much more intense than actually what happens and then because they know there's going to go through sort of like a plea bargain and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is my favorite part on the indictment. Um, Section C says manner and means of the scheme to defraud. I was like, that's our podcast. Um, motion 11, it says, it was further part of the scheme and artifice to defraud that the defendants did intentionally conceal and fail to disclose to the United States trustee of all the bankruptcy estate. So that was the number one thing is that they're saying you have all this problem. And for example, defendants never disclosed the TG Fabulicious business, the TG Fabulicious bank account, the TG Fabulicious intellectual property, Mm. the name brand business called name brand. The name brand bank account, um, the turbo fuel business, the turbo fuel bank account. I mean, this has got to be embarrassing that those in your like court documents, it's like, you know, what? turbo fuel. <laughs> yeah. I love that there's like they're like in a courtroom somewhere yeah. and there's a judge reading this and he's like the uh, TG fabulous. Like, I know. Turbo fuel. I mean, it's mortifying. Right. And also they're probably like, yeah, shit. That was a great name. These all sound like Mattel toys. Like yes. TG Fabulous and the turbo fuel. Yes. Turbo fuel. Like when um, Happy Meals used to have like sexistly like a boy toy and a girl yes. toy, it'd be Bar like TJ Fabulicious and, and the Turbo Fuel. <laughs> he comes with a skateboard and pukes if you squeeze his stomach. And name brand yeah. bank account. <laughs> name brand bank account. Yeah. So what really got them is that in this bankruptcy case, they filed bankruptcy, but they didn't disclose everything that they did have. And then they started to look into it and were like, oh, but also yep. you have these weird fake businesses and you never file tax returns. And then on his tax returns, he was leaving a lot off. Now I know people like on their tax returns might like um, exaggerate or you say like, well, maybe this dinner was we talked business, quote unquote, but we didn't really like, who knows? But this was literally, they didn't put cars on they didn't put home things on and that's crazy and you're on television that's, that's what's the thing you're being recorded yes. and so she has said like they're trying to make um <laughs> doing her accent she was saying basically saying like they were trying to make an example out of her but the um judge in this case has li- literally said many times like no you are a regular person you have to abide by the laws it's not who you are like we all have to follow the rules but Teresa still believes they tried to make an example out of her i don't know that's crazy. I have a question. Yeah. Um, did they have like these are all complicated yes. 
schemes. Mm-hmm. Did they have a tax guy who was also went to jail or so. did they do this all themselves? Well, it's all under them. They're the only ones that are in trouble for this. But Teresa keeps saying like, you got to trust the business people, this or that. So they're saying that there's tax people, but I don't know. I mean, it is, it, it's sort of, I was trying to look for it seeing like, oh, is this a mistake? Was it something where she had like the fabulous and just forgot to file? But there yeah. are these like specific things directly left out um, and places yeah. where they're funneling money. And so she got convicted with 15 years, I'm sorry, 15 months prison sentence, and she only served 11. And then she was on house arrest on parole for like a month. Um, and he is, I think he got, he is serving a 41 month prison sentence. And then what they're saying is that now it's that as soon as he is released, he is going to be sent back to Italy because he is actually an Italian citizen, not an American citizen. And what's really sad to me is that he came over when he was a baby, which is like the reason we're talking about all these like wonderful kids that just it, they don't it's not their fault that they're immigrants and that they were brought over without their paperwork. Um, but there is, and I'm sure these are Trump lovers. He's been legally married for 20 years to an American citizen. It would have been very easy to become a citizen. But he said he didn't even know. That's what's so crazy. He said he, yes, he was not aware. Now that's crazy to me, but literally I don't know. Or I think with these people, they didn't care. I don't think they were aware that it affected them. I think a lot of this. I don't think for Joe rules he has a real magical realism way yes, of like thinking our scammers, about the a lot world. Of our scammers. Yes. And I don't, yes. and I think that he's someone that like, do you remember kids in school that would cheat and truly had felt nothing about it? Yes. Truly felt nothing. And it was like, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I think that in his mind, we're all dopes for not constantly yes. stealing money. And yes. I think he thinks that's like, I'm a great businessman. I'm the best businessman. I got I $5 agree. million dollars for nothing. Yeah. I agree. I really do agree that. And, and that's what is so fascinating. And so he is completely shocked. Um, and what happened, they they pleaded not guilty at first, but within that a month and they all of a sudden did plead guilty. So there's definitely like a plea bargain they yeah. came up with. Um, and so maybe the sentence was a little lighter than they were assuming. Um, but yeah, so he is saying that he has to go to Italy. And I was looking at this and I thought it was terrible but apparently the U.S. does say if you do some like federal major crimes and you're an immigrant they do excommunicate you they yeah, do send I you back that's... and it's it's common and if somebody's like really terrible does some really terrible crimes they don't keep you in the U.S. they send you back right I'm just hung up on him not knowing he wasn't an American citizen like are you saying that you don't have a passport and you don't travel like you have you yeah, know. that's a great point because he think... had been to Italy on the show. Oh, really? You yeah. are right, Sue. Yeah. Because I went to high school with a girl who, but this was high school age. She was 16. She found out she was not a U.S. citizen. This was, you know, this was before really? she applied to colleges. It kind of makes sense at that time in your life. Like she hadn't done that many things. Yeah. And her parents had never told yeah. her that they had never um, like had her. Done the forms. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. I guess that's why I was sympathetic to it but you are right because they know that he has on the show they traveled are you ready to shop Rakuten's big give week is back get 15% back at 
hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Yes. Oh, wait, here's guys. This is a crazy thing. Um, So they once they got indicted. So basically they had to come back and the judge was like, OK, I'll give you another chance. Come back and give us like your full, you know, financial breakdown, everything. They still didn't do that. It was still missing things. <laughs> and so oh. that's why they were convicted. It's like they had a chance. They had a moment of chance where it said um, a discharge depends on the debitor's disclosure of true and accurate picture of his or her financial affairs. And they didn't like they still like. And I don't know if that was Whoa. because they didn't realize or somebody else was taking care of it. But at the end of the day, like they had this little leeway and they they still didn't ante up for it. Joe was sentenced to 41 months in prison in order to pay four hundred fourteen thousand five hundred eighty eight dollars in restitution and fine ten thousand dollars. And Teresa was sentenced to 15 months. She only served 11 and she was fined eight thousand dollars. What was very sweet, I thought, is that Teresa, they said to turn herself into the authorities, um, beginning her sentence on 
January 5th. So the judge allowed her to spend Christmas holidays with her family. And that made me so Mm. sad. It's the whole thing is really sad about her anger. Her emerging anger at Joe, if you've watched this season and the Mm -hmm. last one is because she was so apologetic or like apologizing for him Mm -hmm. for so long. And the thing that's like turned her is like right after she got out of prison, her mom died. So she feels like the last year of her mom's life was stolen from her by Joe. Yes. And it's getting her like finally angry at him. And it's it's interesting. Again, though, it's like magical realism thinking like she didn't like that was always true that you were losing you were always but it just uh, made it really real to her yeah yeah with your kids growing up and so the other thing too and that i keep why i keep hearing like these snippets as she goes like oh joe's they are really similar to um how a lot of our scam artists just go like well i'm not dealing with that reality until it happens yeah like um the fire festival guy like he just like wouldn't acknowledge something real so Teresa kept saying everyone's asking her about the um the citizenship him like going back to italy and she keeps saying no, we're dealing. He's going to come home. We'll deal with it when he gets home. We'll deal with it when he gets home. And now they started to say, okay, he's definitely being forced to go back to Italy. And she said she doesn't think it's a good idea for her family to go. No, she couldn't so, last a second. Everyone's no. everyone. Everyone's like, oh, Italy's like the best. You, but she would not like it anywhere where there's not a gigantic fridge and then a second huge fridge in the garage. <laughs> she will not thrive. <laughs> like she could not live in Europe. Like no, the rooms Europe are, doesn't the rooms have are too they small. Have small fridges. It, honestly, yeah. she without Costco, oh, she's done. She dies. <laughs> No, she needs big things. Big she needs things, big, big things. Tables, I do big always joke flatters. that I'm going to get Judiced because I do yeah. just like a stereotype. Let my husband do like all of our taxes, and then I just sign it. I don't know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't think he's evil. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's evil. But you know, like a Judiced, yeah. get Judiced. Yeah, y- yeah. I mean, that's part of being married. But here's the thing: is I don't think she was Judah. Like I think she knew everything was in her name. I think that what do you- he said. Um, that he was like, trust me, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Like, just trust me. It's okay. And she was very much like, do as your husband, you know, what your husband says. And also though, yes. And I also think she loved that lifestyle. Yeah. Like if he was like, but honey, I'll get you another car. She's like, amazing. Like whatever we have to do. And I, I do think like watching her on this season. So, um, Sue, you haven't seen this, but Danielle literally says to her, like, no one tells Teresa what to do or Trey what to do. And then Teresa will be like, you know what, guys? No one tells me what to do. <laughs> and it's like she will repeat what Danielle says. And I heard, saw That's that so parroting funny. and I was like, oh, my God, her husband must have said, like, no, we're fine. No one will get us. And she's like, we're fine. No one will get us. Like, like yeah. she, uh, I think that she has yeah. a comfort in and she talks about like her parents being really strict. And there's a lot of like the man of the house stuff that like makes me really uncomfortable when I watch it. But it's this idea of she's like, don't ask, don't question, just go with it. And I think he was like, look, hon, I really need you to like file for these things. Don't worry. I'll get you that car. And she's like, OK, like it, it, it was weird. It was like there was if, if you love someone, they can't be they can't wrong or they can't be yeah. bad people. Like and that's like interestingly, a weird one of the big fights on this season has been from new girl. Jackie, between Jackie mm-hmm. and Teresa, Teresa claims that you can get your husband to do anything you want, which is pretty funny in light of all this and jackie jackie's uh. brought up didn't you go to prison for something your husband did and she's like that's wrong to bring up that's wrong to bring up like, well cannot- that's the thing you people don't want to they don't want to bring it up they don't want to that's like wrong well, to admit reality i think my favorite like the most illuminating um thing for me about her personality is like there's this gif when um 
four housewives were on Watch What Happens Live oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and Andy Cohen reveals yes. that he's having a baby and they all react at the same time and they're like, oh my God. And then like five seconds later, Teresa reacts. I, yes. <laughs> like her face. Yes. Exactly what you're going to say. It takes her a minute to like Does. get minutes. And, and in this season, so Melissa, who I could watch all day long, I think she looks like an Italian Jennifer Lopez. She's amazing. I think she's so beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. also her relationship with her husband makes me like very uncomfortable. Yes. But she kept saying to Teresa, like in a nice way, like, you're not a great judge of people. And she, she'll she just be like, she's not a great judge of character. She's not a great judge of character. And it's like, because, and Melissa says basically like it takes her a second. Yeah. And because Teresa yeah. is forgiving Danielle in this season. And it, and I do think it was because she called her a prostitution whore <laughs> and then had to like apologize after she came out right. of jail. So I think Teresa's like, look, I made my amends. I turned over. I don't want there to be any bad blood. Now, Danielle's a monster and being really disgusting. So that's what's so funny, I think, is when like Teresa decides like I'm going to do the right thing. Even if the person is wrong, she's like, I'm going to stand by them. Like, loyalty. Yes, and you're Ugh. right. There's no yeah. middle, like, there's no chill with her. There's no, you know, I'm going to apologize to someone because I'm wrong. Doesn't mean we have to be best friends. No. For her, it does. Yeah, and if, like, and if she if says yeah. she's wrong, like, that humiliating feeling of being wrong means then that she has to take on that person in her life. Like, I'm going to apologize. We're going to make it worth it. And yeah. And you don't have to do that if you apologize. No. And also what I noticed is on the housewives, they keep acting like if they go see Joe in jail or whatever, they're like on a car trip. They're very far away. Yeah, they are. She was in Danbury, Connecticut, which was based what Orange is the New Black was based on. And people said, have you watched it? And she's like, no, I want to experience it for the first time. Which is insane. Why would you want to? That's the same thought, though. That's the same. Like, when I get there. When When I get get there, there. I'll deal with it. And he is in an upstate in Pennsylvania, which is pretty far still, too. It's like a lot to get out there. It's sad. Their older daughters are like not even going to visit him. They hate him, I think. I think it has to be the most humiliating thing when you're also this is like when you're in high school, you're learning. That's when you sort of learn these rules. Mm -hmm. You kind of learn these rules and you learn about like the American system, this and that. And like, I remember. I'm still not good at it, but like in elementary school, we were learning like what a check was and how to fill it out and like a bank account. And I mean, these girls are learning how to become adults and they're seeing their parents fail at doing like very simple adult things. And how crazy of Joe Gorga to encourage his daughter to, he's like, he's like downplaying. You you shouldn't want to work. You you should want to just be a wife and a mom, which is like obviously a very cool choice, but it's weird to be like, you shouldn't even learn. You're 12. You shouldn't even learn these basic things. He doesn't want to teach her. His things. own sister has been completely taken advantage of in the uh, same situation. Well, that's why I think it's like this weird, gross family dynamic is that like if you see the way Joe treats Melissa and his kids is almost seeing like because you do as your parents taught you, most people. Yeah. And it's almost I'm like, oh, I'm seeing Teresa just be like shut up and like silenced basically and not encouraged to learn or to even think for herself he really doesn't want his daughter to go away to college he keeps saying he gets he keeps crying when he talks about it and he's really does not 12 yeah like next year no and he really doesn't isn't encouraging and so melissa like sat down and is like we have to have a talk like sometimes she wants to do what i do and he's like he looks so emotional and so like hurt that it, for him, I think I do think his daughter growing and learning is a pulling and a separation from him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, like, yeah. I thank God that Joe Judice has no sons. There's no one modeling after he's like four daughters. Uh, one's gonna be in the World Cup. One's already yeah. got a music video. <laughs> Gio was accepted at Penn State. It's uh, the littlest one. She was yeah. the littlest one. Is I don't know. Probably She's lost dancing. to the world. <laughs> oh my God! The littlest one is always like makes we, these like really funny one liners. Is doing a backflip. I like her. Yeah, I and they, they also we need- uh, didn't pay for their in vitro for that one 
They didn't? They just walked away. What? That's another scam you can do is just <gasps> not pay for things. <sighs> they scammed their like OBGYN? Uh, yeah. They just Terrible. didn't pay for it. That They were sued for that too. Yeah. <gasps> they were like, what? We got the baby later. <laughs> so Melania is a scam. Adriana, the littlest. Little. Adriana. 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 Oh yeah. Wait. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think this is also crazy. So I do think that because I was talking to Alan about this because I had to go over all this before we came here because I was like, I don't want to mess yeah. anything up. I need to be smart about this. But I said, like, at first I thought, oh, she didn't realize this was happening. And he was like, but she loved that lifestyle yes. and was dependent on whatever, however he was going to provide is how she could keep that lifestyle, stay on the show, keep up appearances. And um, I don't know. I wonder if like during the show, I want to like go back and rewatch season one and two. And if there's like tension in the family, if they're talking about like honesty, if half of them are like, you are fucking yeah. you're lying all the time. I don't know. So oh, I got this. I'm going to have to recut and put this back in. So this is really the thing that did them in is the. Okay. According to Judge Esther Salas, is that Salas? Is that right? Yes. So. Okay. According to Judge Esther Salas, who was presiding over the case at the U.S. District Court in New York. Okay. <laughs> the U.S. District Court in Newark. Um, it was it was more of a question of what they didn't do. The Judices were supposed to come to court with probation reports thoroughly filled out, listing their assets and specific financial information. Yet the judge said that they were still missing a total of seventy five thousand dollars in items. So they were even given a chance. That's what's so crazy. And they're like, but you know, let's like, let's take that off. Also, Teresa is not um, super smart. And then also, you know what you said earlier, Katie, like people do almost brag about lying about this stuff. Especially in in our industry, a lot of us have LLCs and a lot of people are like, I just put that on a business thing. And I just put this on a business thing. Always. People always just brag about it. And it's like, by the way, if they ask you, they're going to own your ass. You're not, you don't just get away. Get with, you don't yeah. just get away yeah. with it. But of course, our friends do because we make $2 a year and the IRS doesn't yeah. care. No, it makes but, me really uncomfortable. And when we go to we when we go to do our taxes, I bring so much paperwork. And like same. I don't want to throw anything away. And also, I probably if I was more brazen about this, I probably could get more back on my tax returns, but I really don't want to be in question. But tons of people that we know do that mm-hmm. and they just th- this is how people act so i could understand if Teresa sort of becomes like yeah everyone kind of acts that way everyone kind of pulls one over maybe everyone yeah. in her family acts that way i don't of know course. who knows what joe gorga's up to <laughs> i know oh my god I that's know. the next Wait, chapter just... the gorgas go to prison <laughs> oh the gorgas well joe is a it's contractor like... and but that was the thing too sue is he keeps saying to his daughter like don't you want to be a contractor you can own all these buildings like daddy and it's like what 12 year old wants to own a building yeah, like that's, like that's the not sexy pretty dream. at all and her mom is like super hot owns a salon like owns a shop that's very successful for jersey and is also, on tv what the hell are those shops both hers and um the famous uh, wait there's posh and envy and you, you see yeah you see them go in and pay like 900 dollars cash I for know. what I don't even understand what brands are there. What is no, it? No, I don't know the brands. And if you go on Instagram, know. she and you always hear being like, I wore it on Instagram and it's sold out. And it's like, well, did you have two pieces? Probably. <laughs> yeah. And your mom got yeah, one? Yeah, probably. Wait, I just want to know, how did they get to keep that giant house? They're I still in that house, Teresa right? has said that like, thankfully, I just watched an interview with you. She said that the house was paid off. The house was taken care of. I don't know how. I don't know if they got money from friends, but somehow... The house is not foreclosed anymore. She and did think stable. about selling it because there were episodes where she looked at other smaller houses, but yeah. she couldn't. 
she couldn't scale back the five bedroom or anything no, she like cannot. that. No, she cannot. Yeah, so no, the house no, no, no. is okay, and bed. they they did their they did their time. And what was like really sad. So right now, if you look through articles, everyone's talking about like Teresa wrote this tell all book about how um, she there's like her roommates in jail. It was or in prison. It was the boom, boom room where everybody was fucking all the time. Her roommates fucked all the time. She talks about using like maxi pads as makeup removers and Mm, as like scrubbing the floors and all of this stuff. Yeah. So that sort of was getting all this attention. But I, I watched her first interview you can find it on YouTube. It was her first interview out from jail, prison. Sorry, prison and jail are two different things. Mm-hmm. And people mess them up and I get them confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, prison is when you're officially um, convicted. You're away, away. Yeah. And jail is like more of a holding until you get tried. So she was in, after she came back from prison, that she was only back for a month. She just finished her parole sentence. And the woman just keeps being like, so what's it like? What do you want to do in your home? And the, this <sighs> interviewer is so tactless. And she just keeps being like, I just want to see my children. I just want to see my children. She's like, what's the craziest thing you've done for self-care since you've been home? And she's like, my kids? I just am with my kids all day. And it like made me want to cry because everybody is trying to spin this. And it's like, this is just a woman who was separated from her kids, whether deep inside she knew it, what she was doing or not, or had this like ferocious denial that caused this problem. Like she missed her children growing Mm. up. I love the term ferocious denial. (laughs) That is amazing. Ferocious denial. It's what it is. Teresa Juni's story. That is what what it is. is. It's her next book. That's her game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was just shocking to me. And I think, I don't think Teresa, I don't know. I don't think she wants to. Oh, what was really crazy. We can cut this too. Is that when they were talking about. So this year, Sue, um, Margaret says to um, Jackie. No, Margaret says to Jennifer, one of the new castmate, uh, your husband sleeps in the pool house because he's spending time with his girlfriend or like every time he hooks up with his girlfriend. And so and then they're like, is that true? And she goes, no, I made it up. I just like it. But it clearly it struck a chord. Now, I think it <gasps> was true. I in my heart of hearts, I think it was true. And uh, Margaret saw how wild Jennifer got like Jennifer went insane. Like she started going like, <laughs> like breathing like a crazy person mm-hmm. in Lamaze. I think it was true. And Margaret was just like, you know what? I'm not going to ruin her life. I'm just going to scale it back and say I made it up. But Teresa turned on Margaret and goes like, how could you make an, um, an accusation like that? And Teresa joined with Jennifer, even though Jennifer said to Margaret, basically you're a whore and your mother's a whore <laughs> and you both sleep around and you're disgusting. So Teresa and then, sorry it's confusing so then melissa says to Teresa, like how can you pick sides like she and Teresa's like no but she hadn't uh she said she cheated on her husband and it wasn't true and you can't have that like and she kept saying i remember when people said joe was cheating on me and like she kept referring to when joe uh, people were claiming that joe was cheating on her and she couldn't let that go and melissa goes yeah but also she called her mother like a whore like that's like off the table too like that's probably not okay and she was like yeah but like she couldn't Teresa like can't see two things at the same time. No, and oh, yeah, the yeah. worst thing to happen, and what? it was I felt felt bad for Teresa just because she's dumb. Dumb is yeah. uh, the new girl Jackie talked about her past with an eating disorder, and yes. this had nothing to do with Teresa. Then later, this is what Teresa meant to say. In fairness, yeah, she meant to say, "Have you drank water today? You're thirsty." As in, you know you are coming for me, you're thirsty. Because Teresa doesn't <laughs> understand like slang. Language, she th- language yeah. thank you, is probably uh-huh. the right. Yeah. She thinks it's, are you hungry? Are you hungry? So she says, have you eaten today? 
are you hungry? To someone who just talked about their eating, eating disorder, disorder, which is not how no, she meant it at no. all. But that's that's classic Teresa. Yes. She just walked into being wildly offensive. And Melissa's like, stop, stop. Yeah, Melissa's watching this going like, everybody could just stop. And like, usually Mrs. Melissa's really quiet, but she's really like standing up mm-hmm. because it is batshit crazy. Um, but yeah, I just... I'm going to have to jump into this got it. Season. You could go midway. I don't know. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, you could go midway. But um, it just is... It was just so crazy how I could see so many times where you just see Teresa's brain and she'll be like, she'll be like, no, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> you just see her like outwardly just admit like, no, I'm not going to think that far. Do you remember like in one of the first seasons of Jersey, there was um, Caroline Manzo's kids were quizzing Teresa, like who's the vice president and she didn't know. And like, I mean, oh no, yes, I do remember. I, and I think it comes Ugh. back to her family being like, you don't need to know. Yeah, you aren't part of the like, uh, exterior world. Her. You are like part of the interior yes, world. Yes, because that's sort You're of what, just a dumb girl. Yeah. You don't need to be smart. Yeah. And that's what Joe is doing to his daughter right now. And she's like, and her, his mom, you know, Melissa's like, you got to let her, you got to let her live her life. And he's like, no, I would really like her not to. I would really like her to stay well, home. And it's, I don't know if you remember, she was on Watch What Happens Live and she was like, to Andy like aren't you gonna vote for Trump and like it's one thing that she voted for Trump it's that she doesn't actually even have the cultural context to understand that obviously Andy Cohen is not like that oh there's no she wasn't joking she really she doesn't even know like the context or like who is likely to be voting for who she doesn't know yes and I know I have family members that were like well I just do whatever he says because he's the president and I'm like okay cool like there's that have fun yeah I mean but Actually, for me, watching Joe and Melissa deal with their daughter is how I see like a baby Teresa. Yeah, I think and, you're right. You're and smart. how yeah. she... Except with no Melissa, probably no one's standing up to the dad. No, no one's standing up because yeah. her mom and her dad, their system worked great for them. Like, that's the thing, too, is that like <sighs> the systems work great for some people. But then if you're trying to like do like fraudulent bank accounts and if you're trying to like squander money. Um, but yeah, so that is What my... do you guys think is going to happen? To Joe and Teresa. I think Joe is. I think they're going to split up. Well, he's going to keep appealing. In November, he's allowed to send another appeal. Um, So he's going to keep appealing. And this case, I bet. I wonder if he would appeal to Trump and ask for to stay in. I wouldn't. I think he's going to get deported. But I think that they're not going to get divorced because they don't believe in divorce. And then she is going to date somebody. Well, she is hooking up with some guy. Right. That's what they say. There's pictures of this guy, Blake, somebody who's 26 years old, putting his hand on her ass. Good. Mm -hmm, In Florida. I think she's going to have sex with someone else. I don't think she I don't think she wants another husband or long term partner. She wants to have sex. That's been a lot. She talks about that all the time. I think that they will. I think she's exactly right. I think he goes to Italy. They stay legally married. They see each other on holidays. She has sex. I'm, they both have sex with other people, but yeah. no long term boyfriends. Yeah. Or I'm sad for Melania yeah. because I just keep thinking about like if her dad's in Italy, is she going to go to Italy and leave all of her friends to be with her dad? Because she's so sad. Her and her dad are so cute. Yeah. And I loved it yeah. when she was little. She called him an old troll. <laughs> like, you old troll. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, so sweet. Yeah. It's, Melania almost will get the worst of it. Adriana she weirdly has won't really remember Joe, which is sad in its own way, but it's not as much. Of, it's not like a certain type of loss. Gabrielle and Gia are so angry at him that they're mm-hmm. fine being distant from him. But and they Melania's want to separate sort of themselves from him. In between. Yeah. It's kind of hardest. Yeah. And I feel. Yeah. But 
Melania has her whole career here as a pop star. So how can she go to Italy? <laughs> that is, you yeah, know? she'll see him when she's doing Rome and Milan on tour. Yes. <laughs> or oh when she's God. DJing. At the, she's yeah. 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 I think that she is going to fuck everything. <laughs> I think she's very sexual Good. and she just keeps talking about how much she wants to have sex. And I think she could have a female partner, a male partner. Yeah. Like, I think she just like needs yeah. to feel herself. And um, someone's, I can't remember who quoted this, but they said, after she like felt really strong for herself on her bodybuilding competition, which she got third place to, um, then she said, someone's, ugh, fuck, I have to double check this, but somebody was like, when you see a woman like realized that way, when a woman feels that powerful and that strong, she's not going back in that hole. Like she's not hiding mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So I do think yeah. Teresa has like recreated her life. And I think she's living a life that she has in fact created like the money she's making now is from Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. She has six cookbooks or like wow. six books out. Yeah. She is, you know, Instagramming her tummy tea or whatever. Like I think now she is Good. a fully self-supporting woman and I'm really excited for her. And maybe she's learned like yeah. you have to read a little, a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little more. A little more. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Teresa, for letting us talk about you. <laughs> we love you, Teresa. Thank you, yes. Teresa. We love you, Trey. Tree. Trey. Trey. Guys, thank you so much. We are taking a break and we're coming back. This is a two-episode parter. A two-part episode. Arc. <laughs> two-episode parter. Two episode yes. Parter. We have so much to talk about with Caitlin. Where can yes, we find so you much. in between episodes? You can find me on Twitter at Caterade. You can also find me performing at UCB at Subculture in my monthly pop culture show, We Stand Together, which I co-host with Lauren Brickman. We talk about all things pop culture, baby. Come with your own opinions and we'll be giving them as well. Um, You can check Sue and I out on ScamWow Podcast. Patreon. Instagram, Twitter. Email us. Patreon. Patreon. You can also also call us if you guys have hot tips because we know you guys got feelings about Real Housewives. Our number for the Hot Tip Hotline is 347-509-9414. And you can check us out on our socials. Okay. Bye. 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 Until next time. Bye. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.